Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I am your host, Rudo, joined as always by the amazing AJ Hayfley. Ready to talk about another week of hockey where there's not a whole lot concrete going on with the NHL, but I think we're starting to see some underlying signs of... I don't know if I'd call it progress, but certainly the players seem to be aware of something coming. Um, we'll get into that a little bit more later. First of all, more abs related. Let's talk about Bowen Byram and Justin Barron. Absolutely murking at the Team Canada selection camp, it would seem. Alex Newhook's not even there yet. And, uh, and the Avs are already stealing the show a little bit. Them and Kirby Doc, so the Central Division, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it should have been, could have been, would have been Av. Yeah, the almost Av and the actual Av. And Bo and Byram are the two best players at, at Team Canada's selection camp. So, Yeah, how, uh, how much longer until we look back at the top of that draft class and think that, once again, the universe did the Avs a huge favor by not giving them a top two pick it uh it's certainly looking pretty okay at the moment um when you know both 20 both 2017 and 2019 um the top two were set like we knew who they were gonna be yeah it was just what order and which one do you prefer and uh, obviously we're just we're just a year in so it's way too premature but of course (laughs) i still think it's premature to give up on nolan patrick I mean, I want to believe in Nolan Patrick, but he's got to stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, and that's really where it is for me. Is he hasn't it, it? It hasn't really been poor play on the ice that's held him back. It's just been injury issues. So I wanna, I wanna see if a healthy, a healthy version is the stud that we thought he was gonna be. Because we talk about great draft years, and we sort of overlook that guy. Yeah. His draft year and his his D minus one year. Oh my god! Yeah, he was unbelievable. And then, I mean, you know, he ended up dropping to the second overall spot. And what's happened in Philadelphia has happened with him. But yeah, that's definitely a guy who, if he stays healthy, you could see him just throw up a sixty point season or something and be like, oh, right, him. Right, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, should we watch uh, Bo and Byram dunk on some fools? Let's do that. All right, so this is Byram up at the, the top corner of your screen here, and, and he's just going to murder a couple of WJC kids with a ridiculous walk-in and pass. I mean... <laughs> that what? move, I think, is my favorite part of it. The cut? Yeah. Because right. that's that's where a lot of defensemen would throw a puck. Yeah. You know, oh, hey, I'm going to try and shoot wide and get a deflection. Or, you know, you're just not seeing. Uh, if if you look at the abs blue line, who makes that move? Uh, it's like Makar and occasionally Gerard. When Gerard's feeling it, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Like when Gerard's like having one of those games where you're like, yeah. oh, oh, boy. Those so. are the only guys that make that move, and the rest of them just throwing pucks there. Yep. That's that's the that's what's going to make him special offensively. Uh, that's yep. the part of his game that I have no concerns about translating. The raw confidence. 
to be. Uh, able I mean, to... the guy's a the guy's a wizard with the puck. Yeah, like he for sure. He's so dynamic offensively. It, he he makes it happen almost effortlessly. The past two years of his career in the WHL, when he has the puck, he's the best player on the ice. Like, yeah, without a doubt. That's more dynamic. He's more dynamic offensively than a guy like Kirby Doc. Yep. It's the the part I'm curious about is how consistently can he he do things like that against tougher competition? And the fact that he's able to do it against WJC players means like, I mean, that's certainly a step up again as compared to a step of the WHL. Is it the NHL? No, but. It's not that far off. Right. Playing with a bunch of kids are going to be NHLers. Yeah, exactly. You look at that camp, like him, to be honest with you, that team was so loaded that him participating in that camp, the red versus white games might have more talent than any of the other WJC rosters are going to. The only maybe like, the U.S. team stacks up, maybe Finland, depending, but probably not. <laughs> you know, uh, it's always, you know, Sweden is always a problem. Russia is a problem when it wants to be, but they don't seem Which to. Which is never, yeah. Yeah, their, their WJC approach is just downright weird. Yep. But. Uh, honestly, they could they could go. Canada could go with the red and the white squads to WJC, and they would be take. I would have summer. them. <laughs> I would have them one and two. Yeah, going in. It's just that it's that loaded of a of a lineup, man. It's crazy. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you're, it's your home sport. When yeah, you, you true, know, it's your, true. It's your whole identity. You better be really good at it. Fair enough. Canadians absolutely are. We have another clip of Byram here, uh, which is interesting. This doesn't show his dazzling puck control, but it also shows his ability to make quick decisions. Again, up in the corner of your screen here, he's going to get a puck, allow the the forward to come in, and then just quickly get rid of it. A nice play from the rest of his team to result in the goal. But it that play is particularly encouraging to me because it shows that he understands the situation. He's not trying to do too much with the puck when he doesn't need to be. Well, and that's that's a that's kind of an NHL situation because yeah. the lack of time and space, and he knows exactly what to do with the puck as soon as he gets it. He knows where it's going. Yep. Uh, that's that's just general situational awareness, offensive IQ, ability to read the ice uh, very very quickly. Guys, the guy's got the whole package offensively. Yeah, he he really is uh, on that side of the ice is is very much in control of what he's doing, and I, I think we don't have any clips of it from from the red and white games, unfortunately. But he's the same way on the breakout with the puck on his stick, oh, extremely yeah. confident, knows exactly where the puck is going. But <clears throat> um, the big question here is how well will his defense translate to the NHL game, and I think. The part of uh, the separation between you and I on, on ranking, I ranking him one and you putting new hook ahead of him is I think his defense won't have any issues. Um, The thing that's given me pause is just live viewings against. Sure. You know, in, in multiple camps now yeah, against yeah. NHL players. Um, he just hasn't been very good. 
naturally. He got he got better during their return to play camp last year, um, last summer. But it was still defensively, he was still getting beaten and he was still taking lumps. And that's just that he's going, he needs to take those lumps. He needs to take those lumps in games in order for him to figure it out and learn and say, okay, this is what I can get away with. This is what I can't get away with. This is how I need to make that adjustment. So on and so forth. But we're at the point now where the only thing that's going to make Bo and Byron better is NHL ice time. I agree with that by, by a long shot. Um, this is a conversation I do want to get into as well with Byram of we'll, we'll save it for the second period. Cause I do want to talk about Justin Barron as well, but what do the Evs do if NHL training camps and possibly even the NHL season overlap with WJCs? Let them do it at this point. Yeah. Um, the WJCs will be over early January. You will be finished and he misses better value there than getting systems time and in with the AMS and training camp, et cetera. It, 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 I would say it depends on their approach. If they're going to make him go to camp, play really well, play in a preseason game, or if there's no preseason earn a job via practice and stuff like that, then they have to pull in. He has to leave WJCs. He's got to do it now. That's more important. It just is. Especially, kid's got a gold medal already. He doesn't need to be there. This is bonus for the Avs. Him getting to go and do this again, this is just, go have it, dude. You try and and give these kids possible, you know, opportunities uh, when they have them. But if NHL camps are seriously getting going, there's a reason, like, Kirby Doc, Lafreniere, those guys won't be there. Yep. Uh, if if they really are gonna, if the NHL really does come back January first, they should. You get them back when you get them back, kind of. Yeah, like if it it depends on their it depends on their approach because if they're going to say we're giving we're giving Byram we're we're giving Byram a job, he's gonna be on this team, he's gonna be on this blue line, then you let him play WJCs and you don't care. But if you're saying he's got to come here and he's got to he's got to earn it, he's got to outplay one of our vets. He's got to take the he's got to take somebody's job because at this point, you know, if we assume Eric Johnson's healthy, he has to take a job in order to make it. And he's you know Connor Timmons still uh, still there competing for a job. Yeah. Now all these other Dennis Gilbert, those guys are all going to be there trying to get a depth job. True. So. Uh, at that point, you're asking, what are the WJCs doing for him? Especially because, like, for a guy like Justin Barron, it's obvious. that's He doesn't have an NHL option. He doesn't need to come to NHL camp, let him be at the WJCs, and le- le- leave him alone. Yep. You know, new hook, same thing. But with Byram, not only is it him coming to an NHL camp, but you expect him to be on team this year. Right. And if you're gonna give him you're gonna give him the nine games, you should put him in the best position to succeed. If they if if they're returning on like January fifteenth or something and yeah. he misses he misses a couple of days of camp because he's no winning big another deal there. Goal, yeah. Whatever. Then you get you don't care either way. Yeah. It's fine. But I'm I'm of the opinion that if they 
if they are just saying if, if they're going to make him earn a job, he needs to not be there. If they're just going to hand it to him because they're saying we've decided already that we want to see what you can do and with nine fine. games, yeah, let him do it. It's kind of a you're not you're not totally setting him up for success there because he's coming straight from WJCs and he's getting dropped right into an NHL lineup and saying, "All right, go." But same time, you know, it's fine. If you trust that guy to take a job or to just have a job like that, I think going from WJC straight in is fine. But yeah, like you said, they need to make that decision. And we need to make the decision to take our first period break here and acknowledge a Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can still get it at your local liquor stores. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find it near you of whatever flavor you're looking for. And if you're local to Littleton, you can always get curbside pickup down at uh, this farmhouse, excuse me, straight from the source where they have dozens of flavors for you to try. You can even get $5 off when you sign up for that curbside pickup when you use code DNVR when you're checking out with them. So be sure to give them a look. We also, of course, have Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that you can get online as well from StravaCraftCoffee.com. Use code DNBR20 when you sign up to get 20% off your entire purchase from them. And you can sign up for their subscription service as well, so you don't have to reorder every single week. They have two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, or eight weeks of orders that you can do. Set yourself up for two straight months if that's what you want. Again, shout them out if you use it. Tweeted us. Be sure to let us know. We're just one big happy family that wants to celebrate our sponsors. Helping them helps us a ton. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. We have a clip of Justin Barron here as well. Pretty nice little goal from him here as he skates into the zone, walks all the way in, finds the space, just snipes it on the goalie. I mean, you got to love to see it. Not much more to it than that. Uh, he scored a similar goal in juniors before leaving and, and coming over as well. So this is this is this is the Justin Barron that you get excited about. Yep. Like, this is this is the guy that you think. I mean, you look at his size and you look at the skating and. Yep. Hell yeah. You know, it's a good read. He jumps into the play. It's a great shot, perfectly placed. This is this is why you're excited about him. This is why, you know, coming into last season, coming into his draft year, you were talking about a guy that could have been a top ten pick. Like he was looked at as one of the one of the better defensive prospects coming into the year. You know, Team Canada loves him and keeps giving him opportunities, and they they've given him a bunch of uh, a bunch of international looks. He could he could make this team because of that. the 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 fact that he's right handed and they really like him, and after this, he won't be eligible for WJCs anymore. So yeah, this is this is the last the last shot for him internationally uh, for Team Canada. So he could make the team. I think he's certainly played well enough. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I like what I've seen. Uh, I like what I've seen out of him in Halifax this year. I, you know, small sample, obviously. Sure. It's the thing with Baron is he's going up against a stack defense there. Yeah. And 
and like you've already said, he has nothing to to converse about when when it comes to his position there. Either he makes it or he goes back to uh, Halifax and does his thing. Like, yeah. there is no NHL conversation with this guy, so yeah. he's not potentially missing out on anything. And the question kind of becomes how does he get the most out of this experience? Because even as you said, even if he doesn't make the actual team Canada team, he's getting potentially the highest level of play against his peers that he possibly can. in just these scrimmages. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this will be good for him. It's good for his game. Good for his development. Um, to be honest with you, I don't really have very many Justin Barron concerns beyond health. Yeah. And, you know, the, it's not like he has like a bad knee or something. He had, he had a fairly common surgery for people who had the blood clotting issue that he had. It's been successful. It's been successful in high level hockey players before. Yep. So um, it's really stay healthy and see how he does. Uh, I hope he makes WJC selfishly, of course, so that we can see him and we can, we can watch him in that setting and see how he does. And, start to try and get a, a, a better feel for the player that the abs have on their hands. But it's, you know, a, regardless of whether or not he makes it, um, you're, you're still, there's, it's, it's all optimism for him right now. There isn't any reason for hate. If you're, if you're trying to be mad about it, if you're trying to nitpick Justin Barron to be mad about it at all at this point, you're looking for reasons to be. Agreed. Uh, the final piece to this bubble for the abs is Alex Newhook, who has not played in any of these scrimmages because he's still going through the uh, quarantine protocol to get into Canada. And like you have to assume he's, a, there. he's pretty much a lock for the the Team Canada team, given he was he, so close last year. But uh it certainly should be interesting for him to, to get some team Canada time as well. We've talked in previous episodes about how he is the guy who actually might be giving up the most, potentially missing up to a month or, or more of his NCAA season to go and do this. So certainly a commitment from him. Yeah, this is a big commitment for him. Um, I, I would assume that he's a lock. Um, but to be honest, I would assume Dylan Holloway is too, who's in the same situation, uh, yep. giving up. Tons of their in a in a, sh- a short NCAA season, giving up a month and a half of it is a huge commitment from that guy. Yep. Uh, to be honest with you, probably costs Alex Newhook a shot at the Hobie Baker this year. Yeah. Um, just all that time, just that missing games. Miss, yeah. Probably will take that take him out of that conversation, but as long as as long as he plays well, you know wherever he ends up is fine. This is a, this is a, just don't get hurt and screw anything up year for him. And he'll for get sure. a contract and he'll be off to the NHL. Yep. Pretty straightforward. Yep. We Cygnus Kendall coin Schofield signed as a development coach for Chicago. Um, their first female one, which good on them. The Avs have had uh Tutton as their skating coach for, for years now. So, Starting to see more females dip into that side of the game, which is great to see, of course. But yeah, it's it's great to see and and more from this generation of Canadian and American players. If they 
they absolutely belong. And what we saw, um, we saw Queen Schofield uh, at the uh, All Star game. Yep. You know, in the skating competition. You know, I I don't remember where she finished, but for for all of the meh, women meh, people, it was not last. I, and she was, was like, awesome, pretty good, I think, too. Yeah, she was competitive in it. Yeah, and it was it was awesome. She she should be, you know. The I would I would love to see with the rise of skill coaches, you know, uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, I would love to see more of them. Yep, certain. Not quite where baseball is hiring a female GM or anything just yet, but you yeah, know, and moving in the right baseball, direction. Baseball has its um. The Giants have uh, their batting coach is a woman, yep. so. You know, like the lady, the ladies are on their way, and good for them. Yep. So only encourage it. We're getting there. Uh, in the in the same skills development coach conversation, uh, the Dallas Stars picked up an inside man on the Avs, hiring Eric Condra. So, just thought that was interesting, <laughs> but didn't really play for the Avs at all. Was playing for the Eagles all of last year. Yeah. Always interesting to see where where guys in the organization end up. That's all I'm saying. Um, I did want to talk a little bit more about a couple of things. This next conversation is probably going to be a little bit of a a longer and and winding one. So we're going to go ahead and take our second period break here. Tell you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Of course, they have amazing deals every single week for you guys, regularly changing up. If you missed UFC over the weekend, they still have all sorts of awesome stuff. This week, they're giving you a chance to double your money if either of Baltimore or Pittsburgh score a touchdown on Thursday night's game. So one touchdown, double your money. That's one of the easiest bets you can jump on right there. Easy money all the way. Just have to get a guy into the end zone and you double your money. doesn't even matter which team wins. doesn't matter who the player is. Easy, easy, easy easy. Be sure to jump in on it as all new players can get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 as well during this holiday season. Always fun to watch some Thanksgiving football, so download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up and get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you the chance to double your money on that single touchdown in Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. And, of course, that $1,000 sign-up bonus when you use code DNVR on a new account for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Get them in problem call 1-800-522-4700. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's get into two conversations here. Number one, players coming back from Europe. This is the part where it gets interesting about the return of the NHL season. While there's still nothing concrete, in fact, Bettman even came out and said they'd like to see an 82-game season, which we've talked about seems impossible at this point. But But he would like that. I'm sure he would like it, yes. Um, with with hockey, not certain, you're still seeing a significant number of players that were or did play in Europe start to end their loan agreements, things like that, 
and head back towards North America or at least <laughs> back home and not playing in, in the leagues that they were to prepare for NHL training camps. Yeah. Um, with no official announcement, guys have to, guys are stuck in this limbo, right? They have yep. to continue to prepare like, okay, it's going to take me some time to get my visa worked out. It's going to take me some time to get um, the travel arrangements. It's going to take some time to get into the what, whichever country they have to head to. Some of these guys are going to have to head to Canada where they're going to have to quarantine when they get there. You know, they've, they've got to start planning. It's it's the 23rd right now. They've got to start planning, you know, the the teams that did not take part in the tournament over the summer need to be getting on the ice two weeks from today, December 7th. So those guys need to get back into the, they need to get back into their cities. They got, they got to go back because they haven't been told otherwise they have to continue to plan. Like that's still what's going to happen. Yep. So it's, it, it, it's, it's interesting that, you know, the abs ended their loan agreement uh, for Adam Warner. And said, okay, we're good. He played like five games. We're happy that he played those five games. I think it was five. Um, we're set. Let's get out of here. Like, yeah. uh, Pull him out of there. Don't get hurt. We we have bigger plans for you that are more important than you playing in, in the all-spence gone for an extra game or two. For sure. It And certainly for the lone players, that's got to be the case for most of them, right? The, the NHL teams, it's great that they could get games, but yeah. they want healthy players that can play for them in the upcoming yeah. season. You wonder you wonder where, um, uh, when when the line is for Cout. Yep. Can't be that much longer, you would think. I, I mean, assuming the status quo remains and the NHL doesn't announce something in the next couple of days or whatever, but yeah, which is the kind of the, the problem here is we have no, right. The NHL is meeting today. I believe their meeting is currently ongoing or is about to start. Um, And they could announce nothing today, like the last three times, or they could say, all right, we officially have X, Y, and Z happening. Now we have no idea. Yeah, and we're keeping an eye on it because we're, I mean, you're talking, you got to know. Yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've, this is a holiday week uh, in the United States. So after this, it's full steam ahead for NHL season yep. in December. We've talked about it. Every single day they wait the January 1st date and the length of the season gets harder and harder to see as one that they want. It's, it's going to yeah. be, the season is going to be pushed back. The length of the season is going to be shortened every single day that they wait. It gets harder to, yep. to get what they want out of it. It's just not realistic, especially if they don't decide anything this week, all of a sudden you're in December and you're expecting training camps to start in five days. Come on. Like, yeah. It's just tough. I mean, it would it's be it would be ridiculous if if they even get it. This gets into next week and yep. November. You know, next Monday is the thirtieth. Yep. You get into November thirtieth, and there's still nothing announced. And then you're like, okay, 
So January 1st is when the season starts. We're going to play 65 games season. You're only going to play your division opponents. Here's how it looks. It said, you know, here's all the details. By the way, you have six days to get to camp. Yep. Just not realistic. Yeah. It's, it, you know, I you could probably get away with it. You know, employers do shitty yeah. things to their employees all the time. True. It's, you know, America. So, you know, it's a thing, but it's it's just not great business. You know, especially when you're you're fighting with these guys over money. Now you're going to be like, oh, hey, by the way, show up <laughs> immediately. We've seen we've seen the effects in the NFL of uh, the the shortened preseason and the the rush to okay they're here let's go play games. Yep, more injuries than ever. More injuries, bad product. <laughs> Some teams will still be fine, but it's rough around the edges when you don't yeah. give these these teams a full training camp. So, yeah. It's just it's just reality. Yeah, it's, not, it's not the same because you don't have the you don't have to spend the time together to master a playbook and yeah. all the all the things that you have to do in the NFL. You can you can show up a lot easier and just be like, Okay, I'm here, let's do this, you know. But uh the the real concern is the injury issues, the the ramp up from because it's not like these guys are gonna use those first two weeks of games to like, all right, well, we're getting into shape. Like they will, of course, they will be better in, in better shape two weeks into the season than when they started, but there's going to be a bunch of guys that get hurt along yep. the way. Cause they're going to, they're going to go from zero to a hundred. When you play more. a game that matters, you just put it all on the line and right. with minimal work up to that, it just leads to injuries. It's like all these guys have been working out. I guarantee you they're going to be guys the the one good thing about the short preseason will be we're all gonna have to get our best shape of our life stories out in a real hurry. Yep. And some of these guys are gonna come in like way too bulked up because all they've been doing is working out for several months. And two weeks into the season, they're gonna, gonna have drop to all that fifteen weight. pounds. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna drop all that weight because they're not they're not in the gym five hours a day anymore. You know they're 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 out actually like playing and suddenly it's not functional anymore. Yep. Uh Cygnus asks, has this offseason been longer than a regular offseason? I mean, no, depending on how you score it. From yeah. from the end of the playoff mm-hmm. bubble, no. It's been a normal length offseason. But for the teams that didn't play in the playoff bubble, for the teams that got eliminated early in the playoff bubble. Yeah. They've played five games in the last nine months. Yeah, I mean, you look at Arizona. Yep. <clears throat> you know, they I and mean, they lost in the first round. Yeah. And it's still been that's that was what the they the Avs beat them in five games. The first week of September. Like yeah, bef- like even the last or, week of August, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say late August, because it started in Maybe even mid-August. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, it might. It might sure. have been because yeah, they definitely played games against Dallas in August. So, yeah, it was it was over quick for those guys. 
but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of uh, that off season is kind of normal. The you know if you lose in the first round, you lose in you know you're losing in late April. Yeah, and you go and all the way to getting, September for training camp. Yeah, yeah. So that's not that's not so bad. Yeah, it's more. The, the, it's the seven teams that that didn't show up. Yeah, that's brutal for them. Yeah to not play for that long but uh anyway do want to change gears a little bit here as nhl network released their list of top 10 goaltenders oh, yes and uh aj and i are gonna have some qualms with this one that's all i'm saying no problem with number one first of all vasilevsky at one i think is fine yeah um how you're gonna have the Vesna, the most recent Vesna winner at third. Um, I think that that's, that's probably career respect for Tukarask. Yeah, ben Bishop at four is insane. Given the injuries this year, especially Bennington at five, <clears throat> given the second half of his season is yeah. bonkers. <laughs> yes, seriously. I really, though. You can't you can't say oh well recency bias because this is the most recent year so Anton Kudobin is a top ten goaltender and not shut up and then Connor Hellebuck be third right because Hellebuck won the Vesna if we're talking about recency yeah. bias so. I'm I'm okay I'm okay with Hellebuck not getting first because Voshilevsky is dope but. I mean, he if you win a cup, you win a cup. But yeah, he can't be any, he can't be any lower than than two. That's yeah. stupid that Bucky is that low. I I tend to agree with you on that. Um, I don't know what to do. Four or five. That's shut up. Yeah, I. This is. Uh, I'd move Price up. I'd definitely move Leonard up. Yeah. I maybe move Kemper up. Uh, I mean, Bennington wouldn't even be in my top ten, honestly. But putting not having John Gibson in here because he had yeah, a down year with crime is like okay. So again, how much weight are we putting on last season? Because Anton Kudobin is in this list. He wasn't even spectacular in the postseason. Right, he had an eight ninety nine against the Evs. Had a great series against Vegas, but then was pretty darn mediocre against Tampa Bay in the finals too. Yeah. So. Like he he had better numbers than Ben Bishop, so during the regular season. So how can Ben Bishop be four? Yeah, very disorganized list. Yeah, it's it's like they're they're. I can understand if you use a methodology, which is why when we come up with these lists, we have these conversations. Maybe our longest conversation is okay. What are the rules? Yep. Because and then we qualify what we're ranking the people off of so it makes right. some sense and then and then you stay you just you say okay this is our methodology and then the, and then you stay consistent yep what what drives me crazy about this list is that it's all over the freaking map yep you have Tuka Raskett too and it's like okay like he had another good year last year he continues to be solid he's been one of the best goalies of this generation I understand you're putting the respect on the guy's name okay but he should not be above Hellebuck Ben Bishop and Jordan Bennington, it's just completely ignoring what just happened in the last season. You know, Anton Kudobin is in the top 10 because he, you know, he's getting all the kudos for haha kudos. 
for his playoff run, but then you're ignoring the playoff run of Jordan Bennington. Like, you're ignoring that John Gibson has been awesome, except he just had a down year for the Ducks. It, and, I mean, look, if you're doing recency bias, why isn't Elvis on this list? Darcy Kemper should be higher. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's so... They it it felt like they pick and chose when they wanted to use this year as a as a marker or more of a career spot because they have Rask and Bishop in the top five, right? And then Markstrom, um, his best two years have been the last two years, where and two years ago was like solid, and then last year he was great. Yep, and now he's it, and somehow that's that's good enough for nine. Robin Laner's what on a two or three year run right now where he's been outstanding lights out. Yep. And so it's like, okay, this isn't even like recency bias. This is now a couple of years in a row now. And, and, and he just took Mark Andre Fleury's job played like he was good. I, <laughs> and like, you can't have a top 10 goalie list without Carey price somewhere in here. For sure. You know, like it's, uh, this is an insane list. <laughs> So my, my question for you is what does Philip Grubauer need to do to get in this list next year? And I would say, you know, this list under, under criteria that's from earth and not on, you know, not made by people who are clearly on drugs. Post the nine twenty. Just that's it. Post the post to post a nine twenty and stay healthy in the postseason. Not he's not gonna really push the list, but he'll be in the conversation for the bottom f- couple spots if he posts a nine twenty and stays healthy. How far how far off this list do you think he is right now? Uh, it's five, six, seven, eight spots somewhere in there. Okay, because there there are some guys that you know, like uh, yeah, the, yeah. the Columbus guys. How good are they gonna be, Freddie uh, Anderson? Well, this is really hard. I'd probably have Freddie Anderson ahead of him, but the Columbus guys, they have to prove it still. Yeah. Like it's, it's really hard to, to value goalies in that way, because I think you and I both believe Grubauer is a middle of the road starter in the NHL. Yeah. Then if you're a middle of the road starter in the NHL, you shouldn't be more than 10 spots off this list. Yeah. So agreed. That's middle of the road. Yep. Uh, Carter Hart, you think, is supposed to be one of the yeah. big faces of the next generation. Yep. Speaking of, we have the uh, fan list rankings as well. Carter Hart is certainly part of that. I mean, I dunked on this list over the weekend, but I, I like most of it more than... I, I like it more than the NHL's list as well. Outside of whatever's going on with Kudobin here and Flurry here, yeah, Flurry. That's again, Flurry is the same thing as with Rask on the NHL's list, where that's a that's a lifetime achievement. Yeah, award. Biddington is a joke. Um, at least they have Gibson on there. Kudobin is a joke. Like putting him in the top ten of goaltending is just stupid. Yep, it's just dumb unfortunately have to agree and it, i like their top 
five. I I think you're betting a little bit on on Carter Hart there, probably. That's a it's a leap of faith, but you look at that top five and you're like, okay, you know, Carey Price didn't have a great regular season, but he was back to Carey Price in the postseason. Yep. And when that happens, it's like that's I think that's what makes Carey Price so difficult to 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 gauge value wise. When he's that, on, it's just an absolute monster. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't you don't know which one you're gonna get because when he's not on, he's he's very mortal. Yep. But when he's locked in, there's just nobody better. And it's it just how do you value that guy? You know, how do you how do you put him in here? Yeah, it's tough. Like so him at three, that's still that's still too high. Um, I don't know where I would put Kudobin on an actual. I I wouldn't have him in the top ten, but I don't know where I would put him league wide. You know he he's never like this past playoff run is the only time he's ever been like a starter starter. Yep, and he's not totally been. falling apart. And even then, like again, an eight ninety nine in a seven game series against the Abs, he wasn't good in that series. So I would say Varley is another guy that you have to keep an eye yeah, on. Should definitely at least be in the conversation of this list, if not on it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You wonder uh, other young guys, you know, Matt Murray, is he going to bounce back? You know, UC Soros. Yeah. Um, I wonder about a guy like Bobrovsky's second season in yeah, Florida. That, that could be an if interesting you- one. If because everybody's like so quick to write him off and be like he's done, but like what if that guy bounces back with a nine twenty and last year ends up being the anomaly? Because you look at him career wise, uh, yeah, he's a top five goaltender, guys. Like that I, year I, is his worst year by so far. It's ridiculous. Like <laughs> yeah, like there was there was the the time that Philadelphia like totally gave up on him, you know. But that's that's really it. Like that. This last year was his first time as an established NHL or being just awful. Yep. So, so I'm, you know, it's, it's, this is what makes it hard though. Goalies, you know, exactly. You 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 do, you do wonder like another, another guy on the rise. Mackenzie Blackwood had a very strong finish to his season in New Jersey. Rene ain't even yeah. in the top 20 anymore. Yeah, Rene's, I think, Rene, I think, is washed. I don't think Tuca is. Yeah. Uh, Tuca, Rask, <laughs> Tuca Rask had a 929 save percentage last year and five shutouts. Like it, I think it's a little premature to say that that guy's uh, washed. The only thing Tuca did wrong was wanted to take care of his family. Yeah, <laughs> like, all he cared, he made the mistake of caring about something, uh, caring about something other than hockey. Yep. So... You know, in the in the hockey world, it's a mortal sin. I do. There are some young guys too in the league that I wonder about. You know, the Shesterkin in in New York, sure. Um, Sorokin in the other New York. Those are those are some guys that I really want to keep an eye on because I think they both have like star potential. Well, and I mean, a couple of years down the line, you have Spencer Knight and. Yaroslav Askarov coming too. Like Jake Ottinger is going to be the backup for Dallas. Yeah, um, for the first half of the season. That's a first. That's a, that's another guy who's first round pick and has been really good at every level. So so that's you know this. I think I think we're gonna we could look at that that list this this list we could post 
two years from now and be like, all those dudes are completely wrong. <laughs> goalies, you know? <laughs> yeah, Samsonov, the other one that I'm forgetting. I always forget him. Yep. Samsonov. Samsonov. Uh, yeah. All right. So at the end of the day, you can build a monster team. And if your goaltending position lets you down, it might just not matter at all. Yep. Any other um, final thought? Yeah. Uh, since I, you were going to ask me that, uh, yeah. we need to. We're still looking for a couple more GMs. Um, the draft, I think we are officially scheduling for Sunday, the 29th at 6 p.m. Mountain. Uh, we would have liked to have done it earlier, but we don't want to run it up against the Broncos game and cause conflicts with anybody. Yep. So if you've already sent me your email, expect an email asking for confirmation that you can make it. Uh, if you haven't sent me your email yet and you're interested, as AJ said, we still have a few spots open. So please yep. go ahead and do that if you want to do it. Um, yeah, we'll be in touch I would with like you. to. I would like to get this list done by... Uh, like Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah, yeah. That way, I uh, I can assign teams, uh, and I we can set up the order. Get the Discord all set up. Yep. Yeah. We can we can get everything set up and kind of moving. This is a holiday week for the Americans, so you know, keep yep. it and keep in mind that we will be going dark this week. Uh, so we, you know, we we have other things going on. So the the sooner you guys get us uh, that stuff, the sooner we can start doing what we have to do on our end. Yep. So jump on it. And it's a thing a lot of people wanted or were interested in. So the draft yep. is uh, top six. Your draft, uh, a starting lineup, basically uh, of the yep. entire NHL. We'll have 31 teams. First overall pick to 31st overall pick. We'll probably snake draft it just to, to be as fair as possible. But yeah, definitely snake draft it. Draft an opening lineup the best you can out of everyone in the NHL. So yep, and then we'll have rules like um, you know minimum number of games played, things like that, yep. so that it's not like you know we're not getting into one of these like weird Dude, future leagues where you're drafting like random fourth overall picks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you're not like well, well I really believe in used to sand it in. Well, you're really not going to have a goaltender next year. Yep. Then. Yep. So none of that. You're trying to make a win the cup right now, starting lineup. Yeah, or you know, whatever your approach is, to a reasonable extent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So on that note, hope y'all will join us. But we do have to acknowledge WGT Golf, one of the most popular golf games in the world, and our gaming partner here at DNVR. So popular, we've had to open up a fourth. DNVR Country Club. So when you go in, you download the game from dnvrgolf.com. Be sure to search for DNVR4 now to join our country clubs and get in on all of the action. We have tournaments every single weekend where you can win merch from us here at DNVR. Yeah, why not jump in? Even when we're not playing tournaments, there's 20 million people around the world that love to play, and you can challenge anyone at just about any time to have fun out on the virtual golf course, on true-to-life courses, in many different types of play. Again, dnvrgolf.com to download and search for DNVR4 to join our fourth clubhouse. That's going to do it for us today. We already mentioned the draft thing this weekend. If you want to be into it, send your email to me, Rudo, on Discord. If you have it, if you don't have it, send it to me on Twitter, Nathan double underscore Rudolph. Either way, I can get it for you. Get everything all set up. 
And we're going to get out of here for the day. We'll be back Tuesday, Wednesday, and we'll have a, a free skate Friday. I think we'll be off on Thursday, though. So hope to see you guys over the next couple of days and hope everyone has as good a holiday weekend, week, whatever you want to call it as you can. But we'll talk to y'all tomorrow.